happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to episode 23, where we talk about upcoming winter movies. My friend Todd and I discuss the films we are excited about seeing, our love of all things Aaron Sorkin, and the juggernaut that is Star Wars The Last Jedi. The Force is strong with that movie, and it's strong with this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, it's episode 23 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast, and I have a very special guest with me, my friend Todd. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing just fine. I'm so glad you're here because Todd is, we've known each other. I was trying to do the math the other day. Um, We went on a Cuba mission trip together is the first time I remember, like, really knowing you. What year was that? I don't even remember. It had to be 2009. Okay. I remember we talked for the first time in uh, in the airport. Waiting yeah, at the we gate. did. Yes, we did. Yeah. And I had known, I knew of you probably a year prior to that because you spoke about your trip to Israel, and I thought, wow, she's really cool. Aren't <laughs> I? I'm so cool. I'm so glad you recognized that so many years ago, and now you've just been able to experience my coolness. Soak it in. That's just right. Just soak it in. Um, I also remember, did we or did we not go see Clash of the Titans together? We did. We and see, to me, <laughs> that's when you solidified your friendship in my heart because nobody else wanted to go see it with me. Not a lot of my friends want to go see Marvel or DC comic book movies. Some do, some love them, um, some do not. And But I just always know that even those obscure ones that nobody cares about, not that Clash of the Titans is, but those obscure comic booky ones. I'm like, well, I'll call Todd. He'll go. And even if you've seen it, you're like, yeah, I'll go again. So that, that's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And you're also an Oscar guy. You're really into watching the Oscars, which I need to be better about. Yes. You're a blockbuster guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I don't get the red carpet and all that, but the movie stuff, I love it. Eat you it up. do. So whenever I was thinking we need to do something about fall movies coming out in what we're saying November and December as this this time of where we have Christmas blockbusters and then they also kind of edge some of those in there that are going to be Oscar contenders for 2018. I decided I'm going to call Todd. I'm going to see if he wants to do this and you did and I'm super excited and then we both just sat there blubbering that there are too many to choose. What are we going to (laughs) do? And that you know that happens every single time. So we narrowed it down and these are the ones that we're personally excited about. So, Todd, you go first. Tell everybody what your first one is. So the first one on my list, speaking of superheroes, is Justice League. Mm-hmm. I am excited about it, but I'm nervous about it. Because... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, you know, Wonder Woman set the stage pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think they did a great job with that. Um mm-hmm. But I'm just a Marvel guy because they've done so well, and the other DC ones haven't. I know. So. Tell everybody who who the Justice League member. This is this is DC's version of the Avengers, which is Marvel Universe. So who are the Justice League people? So we've got Batman, Superman. I think I don't know mm-hmm. if Superman's going to be in it. That's a, kind of a question. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, 
Flash, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure who else, Lindsay, to be honest with you. Um, is there one Cyborg. In there? Cyborg Cy- is in there. Oh, yeah, he's in the trailer. I'm thinking exactly what you're thinking. Yay. Mm, nervous. <laughs> so why, why are you nervous? And I'll tell you I'm why nervous. I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we might have the same reason. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous because of Ben Affleck. <clears throat> Amen. Brothers, preach it. What is his deal? I don't know. I don't know. And I didn't see Superman versus Batman. Because um, you're normal. Yeah. Right. But our mutual friend, Chris, said that it was good. But it's the only person that I've heard say that. Yeah. We need to rethink being friends with him. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I may have seen. Is that the last one? Batman versus Superman? I think so. I may have seen that on a plane or I know I didn't. I have never seen Ben Affleck as Batman in a big screen. And I was just the one saying we watch all the superhero movies. But Ben Affleck just no. Which, again, is why I'm not excited about now. Why are you definitely excited about it? Why will you go? Well, Gal Gadot, (laughs) for sure. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, She was awesome in Wonder Woman. She's beautiful, all mm-hmm. of that, all the things about her. Mm-hmm. And Aquaman seems to be uh, mm-hmm. pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> but he seems pretty cool. And I'm a Flash person. Here's the deal with Flash. I like the dude who's playing Flash, and his name is Ezra Miller. And I don't know if you saw the Fantastical Beast of whatever the Harry Potter knockoff movie I haven't seen that, no. it. He is the uh, creepy kid in that one. He's super duper creepy, and he's like, ooh, I don't, it's like, bleh. But mm. then I kept seeing this flash in this Justice League trailer. I was like, why do I know that kid? And it's the creepy kid, and I'm super excited because he's he was such a good creepy kid that okay. I'm thinking he's going to be a good flash because he's a, I think he's a great actor, and he's also the comic relief which I appreciate that I don't feel any Batman has. They're just won't. Um, there's that one line that he has, you know, what's your superpower? And he, his timing is pretty good when he says I'm wealthy, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Ben will pull it out. Maybe he's fine. I just, I can't with him. It's I just can't either. <laughs> I mean, anybody who'd walk away from Jennifer Garner is just weird. Plus he looks a little bloated. Does he look he, a little bloated to you? He does. Oh. A la Chandler Bing. Well, in the I- last <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying, but we're saying. Um, out of <laughs> out of all the Batmans before in Days of Yore, all the Batman movies, who's been your favorite Batman? Clearly not Ben Affleck, but who's been your favorite? Christian Bale. Really? I'm Batman. I don't know why yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Batman. He's not my favorite actor, per mm-hmm. se, but he's my favorite Batman. In that role, he's my favorite, for sure. Why? Uh, I just thought he um, – well, the the writing of it kind of helped him a lot because I thought everything about that trilogy was great. Yeah. Um, and I thought his acting was good. He's he's good. He's a good actor, period. Um, but, yeah, I thought he brought a lot to the role. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm Michael Keaton all the way. Till the day <laughs> I die. Love him. I mean, we're not talking Val Kilmer here. No, like, that's mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. In, of the spectrum. 
<laughs> I mean, he's right above Affleck, in my opinion. Nope. Yeah. Okay, my first one, let's just stay with the superheroes, and it is Thor, and I could not be more excited about it because if I am if I am correct in my assumptions, they are making Thor a little bit leaning in the comedy side yeah. of things, which I'm super duper excited about because I think Chris Hemsworth can pull it off after I saw him in Ghostbusters and also on SNL. He does a great job, but yes. I think yeah. that if you, if putting him with um, the Hulk, I think is kind of fun. And plus he's kind of been not around and all this other stuff and he's poking fun at himself and he's in all of the, after the movie and you know you see the special part and all of that stuff at the end of marvel movies he's usually in there doing something really really funny and i can't wait to see it and the fact that jeff goldblum is also on the cast i'm thinking yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's gonna be great <laughs> yes. I, I agree with you i think they're gonna go a little more on the the humorous side which is good because we've talked about this i did not like the first thor Mm-mm. so much didn't even see the second one mm-hmm. chris hemsworth is just I'm I'm just not about yeah. him, but but in the humorous role, I think maybe he can pull it off, and it just looks like a um like a fun. Uh, I like the way it looks in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's going to be a good a good entertaining movie. It feels a little Guardian of the Galaxy. Yes, to me, agreed. and agreed. I think that they the fact that Kate Blanchett is a villain is intriguing. But there's also a girl. I'm not real sure who she is, but she kind of seems Wonder Woman-esque too, like a female warrior that doesn't really care about all these dudes she's with. That's intriguing to me as well. So, and I'll always love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. He's just great. He he was good even in the first one. I thought he was, he kind of made what I did like about that movie was him. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I don't know if I saw the second Thor either. Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. It was just kind of Melba toast. Yeah, I agree. Yes, that's a good word. It was. It was just kind of Melba toast where you thought, I don't I don't care. And I think he was even the same in the Avengers because he left the second Avengers, I guess. He left halfway through that where he did his hammer and he went up to the space and never came back until the end. It's very strange. It's very yeah. odd, but... They kind of play him as uh, like he's he's not from this world and he's stupid and mm-hmm. doesn't really play well. I mean, you can do that, but I don't know. It didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So. And I think hopefully it won't matter that I didn't see the second Thor for the third Thor to make sense. Yeah, it it feels like they know that they needed a reboot, and so they're just. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And um, when you said reboot, that made me think of Spider Man, and we saw Spider Man this summer and liked it, didn't we? Loved it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the best Spider-Man that mm-hmm. we've but I agree. Above, I think. I like Topher. Topher was great. But this guy, I don't even know his name, but he's great. Topher was also like 37 years old playing a high school kid, and that wasn't great. Yes. But this guy <laughs> is, um, he yeah. is an actual high school kid. So that's what I loved about that, too. He's very, very talented. Okay, what's your second one? My second one, and now we're going to go a little historical here. This oh, is Darkest Hour. It's the Darkest Hour. And mm. this is the story of um, Winston Churchill. Mm. And you saw Dunkirk, right? Did you see Dunkirk? No. You didn't see that. Okay. 
So. That's why I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit back and let you talk for three minutes because no I'm kidding I just I'm, I'm it's uh, historical stuff is hard for me so yeah. you need to you need to talk me into it. So Dunkirk was was very well received and this it, it t- that movie talks about what happened on the mainland mm-hmm. and how you know Winston Churchill is credited with doing a lot to save those people you know mm-hmm. where they were. This is, it's not affiliated in any way, but it tells the story, it seems to, from the trailer, from his side. So it kind of, oh. he, he was made prime minister days before that. I didn't even realize that. Oh, wow. Um, and so he had to handle this. And Winston Churchill is just an interesting character. Mm-hmm. At least from the trailer, it looks like they're going to explore some of that. He was, you know, pretty brash and he drank a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I know about Winston Churchill is what I've seen from The Crown, that Netflix series. Okay, yeah. And I liked, yeah. I mean, it's... I liked him for the most part. I mean, he's, but, and Gary Oldman looks looks like him. Gary Oldman is one of those actors mm-hmm. that is just phenomenal to mm-hmm. me. And he's I was a... looking at the at the credits for him. He was in Harry Potter and the Batman movies. Yes. And I, I knew that, but I didn't think about that that's who he was because he's just so good. Mm-hmm. I don't even really think of it being him. Yeah, he's a chameleon. He was serious black. Yes, he was. That's and, how I knew who Gary Oldman was. That's from Harry Potter. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the furthest back I remember Gary Oldman was from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. Back 92. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I go way back. Yeah. <laughs> and what a dark movie that was. And it was great. But, um, so yeah, this darkest hour, you know, I love good historical movies and mm-hmm. this story about these, this situation in Dunkirk. Um, I didn't know anything about it until that movie came out this summer. And so this just kind of gives more, more color to it and kind of talks about, looks to anyway, talks about how he had to approach it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I kind of think of Winston Churchill from what I'm hearing and, and reading and whatnot. He's kind of like a real life antihero, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I had some negative qualities, quite a few probably. But I mean, he's credited with being, you know, part of what helped us win the war for sure. Yeah. You know? At the uh, end so, of the day. That's, yeah. That's fascinating to me that he kept a steady head, even though I think inside he was all over the place. Well, I did watch the trailer and that's all the research that I did, but I watched the trailer and the very beginning of it says from the director of atonement and I believe pride and prejudice maybe. That is correct. Yep. Um, that right there makes me more interested and in, because I think it's going to be pretty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't seen either of those movies, so mm-hmm. I don't, I, they, that didn't mean as much to me, but mm-hmm. for them to, you know, tout those. I figured they were good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, um, I have pride and prejudice if you want to borrow it. <laughs> anyway, um, it's not the six hour long version, which everybody's going to be emailing me now going, isn't the BBC version? I'm going to say no, but I have that one too. It's on VHS though, but this one I have on DVD and I know there's a lot of debate about that, but that's a podcast for another time. Okay. My next one, I don't know a whole lot about it, um, but I can't remember what movie I was in and the, the trailer came on in the movie theater and went, I'm in. And it was the uh, greatest showman and it's uh, PT Barnum. And okay. First of all, love a circus. Boom. Second of all, Hugh Jackman, rarely does wrong in my opinion third zendaya is a new love of mine after 
um, well, this is so embarrassing, but after Dancing with the Stars, you know, I didn't keep up with her when she was a Disney kid on the whatever channel, but um, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars, and then she was in the Spider-Man. I think she was one of the characters that made Spider-Man this summer that she just had this she was the low-key friend mary mary jane uh, oh okay mm-hmm. okay and um she i guess is an aerialist or something and maybe falls in love with zach efron and i'm like yes because it's a <laughs> love story right there a circus right, love right. story at that <laughs> what and then um i just hope they don't hurt the elephants i don't want any elephants hurt and i didn't see an elephant but if there is one i don't want it to get hurt and um and then michelle williams i also love her and i think she's um mrs pt barnum but yeah. it had a very i don't know if it's a musical or i don't think it's a musical but those all those people can sing that are in it i had the, I had the same thought when i was watching the trailer it it was on my list too mm-hmm. uh, so anyway um it did look like there was going to be a lot of dancing in mm-hmm. it and some music and um just looked like it was going to be a very visually entertaining mm-hmm. show to watch and i mean it's about a circus which that's what that's all about yes so. and i think it it felt very chicago to me and okay. I know Chicago is a musical musical, but it felt very much um, visually stimulating and you don't know where to look because everything's so fabulous and circus and stars and singing and, you know, we, oh, and dreamers and inspiration and all of that. Just, I'm in, I'm just in. And yeah. it comes out at Christmas time, which we'll get to later, but it's just like the worst time ever for it to be able to come out unless parents are you know not wanting their kids to go see last jedi and oh what else can we go see well let's go see the circus one because it's pg and it's going to be pretty safe for any audience but i thought oh that's a bad time to come out Mm -mm." and i'm assuming yeah i agree that is a bad time to come out i'm assuming that it's going to be pretty historically accurate too Mm -hmm. so and that's always fun for me to see where things kind of came from how they began yeah do they even have circuses anymore well, that one in particular, no. No. They, yeah, they quit. I think it was last year. Mm. And it's one of those things like I heard it and I was sad, but I was like, but I've never gone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <So laughs> I'm part of the problem. Kind of like when Astro World, when they, you know, close it, yeah. it's part of the problem. Oh, well. <laughs> How do you feel about a circus peanut? I hate them. Ugh, me too. Uh-huh. I don't even understand how they Mm -hmm. exist. I don't either. And sometimes, you know, it, 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 it's a distant cousin of the marshmallow, which Uh I enjoy. And so every once in a while, I'll just go, "Mm, maybe let me try to get, nope, mm -mm. (laughs) nope. And if you leave the cellophane open for 30 seconds, it turns into a rock. So I don't know what it's made out of. I don't either. Bad news. Mm -mm. Okay. What's your third one? My third one is The Man Who Invented Christmas. Yay! And this one is about how Charles Dickens came up with the story for A Christmas Carol. Mm, And it. it just looks fascinating to me. That is just obviously a timeless story. I have loved it since I was a kid, of course. Mm-hmm. Scrooge McDuck and the mm-hmm. whole thing, the Disney version. Mm-hmm. Um, I ju- anytime I see that there's a version of a Christmas story. I, uh, I mean, a Christmas Carol, I'm just going to love it. It's wonderful. Mm. Um, and so this kind of in the, and then it's, um, what's the guy's name that played Matthew Crawley? Dan Stevens. Yes. Matthew, cousin Matthew. Mm. Matthew. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He just 
there's the scene in the trailer where he's trying to come up with the name for Scrooge. Mm -hmm. And he, he says, you know, if you, if you name it, I forget how the wording of it, but, and then he lands on the name and then he turns around and there's Christopher Plummer's playing Scrooge. And it just looks so fun. It's just going to be great. Love it. And it's, um, Christopher Plummer. Love him too. That's Captain Von Trapp. Of course. Yeah. He's classic. (laughs) He's just classic. He's going to nail that line. Is it, this is so weird, I have no idea. Is it a true story? Is it really how he, Charles Dickens, came up with it? They're billing it as okay. based on a true story. So, you know, Charles Dickens wrote Christmas Carol, so they could have a lot of license in that. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but I'm assuming that there are some factual bits to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it just it just looks fun because he gets all this opposition and, you know, that's another thing. I just love a good overcoming opposition story. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's the classic Christmas story that everyone loves. And mm-hmm. what a great message behind it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, did he learn something from it? And those right. kinds of things. Yeah. And who was this character based off of? And was there a Tiny Tim and all right. that business? Yes. I also it's- know that I have said Christmas story three times in this segment. I understand that Charles Dickens did not write Christmas Story. And there he are no wrote a Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Yes, I think I misspoke as well. <laughs> There's big difference with Ralphie just, and Tiny Tim. Huge. Love <laughs> Christmas Story as well. Watch that every day during Christmas. But we're talking a Christmas Carol. I would also watch a movie on how a Christmas Story was created <laughs> and that leg, if it's real, the lamp, the major award. Okay. <laughs> Um, my next one is just a given, and I think I have to do this because I'm me. It's Pitch Perfect 3. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And so here's the deal. Pitch Perfect 1 is stuff dreams are made of. Pitch Perfect 2 wanted to be Pitch Perfect 1, and it wasn't, and it it was basically the same entire thought and it just it of course i own it yes do i have parts of the soundtrack of course (laughs) but um you know is the green bay packer part my favorite yes again but they the i i would not have seen a need for a third one right so that means that it did so well that i know this will be the last one because it's called something like the final tour but you know in the beginning they're the acapella with their um College and college, okay, yeah, Yeah. and then at the end, they're seniors in college and they go off to worlds. You know, first of all, it was just the acapella championship, now it's worlds, and then in this one, it looks like um, they're doing some sort of military something or other. Which I thought uh, a USO tour, I don't know, yes, USO tour, and they're competing against people with um, uh, musical instruments, which. Okay, so it's fine, whatever. But I, uh, I love it so much, and I am also a, a patriot, I believe. So anything where they're, you know, dressed as USO girls and going to be singing like Boogie Woogie Boogie Boy or something, sure. um, which they won't because they sang that in the second movie. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet they wish they knew now what they knew then. You can creatively reprise that, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Or just turn it in that you know. Right. And I'm I'm interested too because now they're all out of college, so are they just bored? <laughs> Professional singers, <laughs> bored people without jobs. Don't pull too hard on that one either, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough 
miles to go over to the, I don't know, but you know, you suspend reality for that. And like you say, you don't pull that string and it's going to be fun. We're going to, um, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely going to go on opening night because I have been the other two times and I'm not a quitter. What's your fourth one? All right. My last one is Molly's Game. Mm-hmm. It is the story of a woman named Molly Bloom. Mm-hmm. And she ran an undercover gambling ring for rich and famous people. And she was only 26 years old. Whoa. Just fascinating. 26 or 27. Mm, Either one. Have. Either one. Yeah. Pretty amazing. And she was an Olympic skier. I'm not sure how that plays into oh. everything. <laughs> Yeah, which is really weird. That's in the trailers. They show her going downhill skiing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but the thing that draws me to this more than anything else is Aaron Sorkin mm-hmm. wrote it. And mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin, mm-hmm. for listeners who may not know his credits, he wrote The West Wing, mm-hmm. The Newsroom, A Few Good Men, American President, mm-hmm. Moneyball, and Social Network. Mm-hmm. This is his first directing job. Um, oh, does that make you nervous? Uh, not really, because okay. I, I feel like he, he's such a good writer. I know that doesn't always translate, Yeah, but he wrote this as well. So it's his writing and all the, all the reviews are saying that the directing is fantastic. Good. He hit a park and you know, yada, yada, yada. So it looks pretty intense. Um, and it's just this fascinating thing to me that she had this, this gambling ring and then she got busted by the FBI. Don't know what all happened with that. Cause this all happened in like what, 2002 or something? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, like, I, I, we lived through that as adults. Yeah, and, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. So, in, the, in the trailer, I did watch the trailer, is Idris Elba, is he her lawyer? I can't make that out. Okay. It looks that way. It yeah. looks that way. Um, yeah, and he's really great, too. Uh, what I like about all of those movies that you said, obviously it's Aaron Sorkin is what, but he is so good at writing dialogue. Yes. He so is. good at the back and forth and the quips and the timing and the thing. And, Oh, it's, I love, I love all the background. Like I probably wouldn't have cared less about Moneyball and the statistics that go behind baseball, but the way right. he presented it, I think Moneyball is a very cool movie. I think the social network, very interesting, cool movie. Same with mm-hmm. all the others. Um, yeah. West you got to keep everything. up. You, know? mm-hmm. you got to keep up. Like when I, watch, when I watch Newsroom recently on Netflix and when I watch West Wing or whatever, I, sometimes I have to rewind because I'm like, wait, that was mm-hmm. good. I want to hear that again. <laughs> you, know, you really got to pay attention because you could miss something or it's like, wow, that was a good burn or, or whatever. <laughs> and it, it is a true story. And who plays her again? Do you know who plays? Uh, Jessica Chastain. Yes. Yeah. She's good. Now we want to get to the part where um, I was going to fight this away from you. And then I decided, well, let's both take it on. <sighs> okay. Um, we're going to talk about the piece de resistance, which is yeah. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Now, before we get into that, Todd, tell me your experience for Star Wars The Force Awakens that came out two Decembers ago. Yes, I was not there opening day. I think I was there the day after it mm-hmm. opened. So really, I think I was there on opening day, oh, but right. not, not before when they do all the whatever. Yeah, I don't um, count that. I don't count that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who dress up count that. I don't right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm a fan, but I'm not that fan. So. Did you wear a Star Wars shirt? No, no. <gasps> I think I one. Uh, that's oh. kind of. But I, anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So my experience, I went, I saw it alone. Um, did you see it alone on purpose? I did because okay. I got a reserved seat. And so it was like, there was, it was kind of last minute for me and I just went. And so, yours was during the day, right? During the day. Okay. But then I saw it again in the theater, like, I don't know, right after Christmas or whatever. And I think I had 102 fever and I still went. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it so much. My brother and his son were going to see it. And so I said, I don't care that I have fever. I'm going to go. And I'm going to see this movie Push again. through. Yeah. Push, push through, through the flu, Todd. Come on. I just. Rally, man. Rally. Course, um, yeah. Was I it. Loved it. You did. Was it I, everything you hoped it would be? It, yes, because the episodes one through three were not everything I hoped mm. it would be. Don't get me wrong. They were Star Wars, and so I still love them on some level. Yeah. But what this did, maybe a little to its fault, a little too much, it was exactly the same as Episode 4. Right. And I was okay with that. I was okay with all the plot points being very similar, sometimes exactly the same. Right. It was great. How did your audience react? Um, oh, they loved it. They mm -hmm. were, they were The energy was high. Everyone mm -hmm. was clapping, and there was, especially like when... Uh, Chewie showed up and yeah. when Millennium Falcon showed up, you know, there was clapping for all of that. Yeah. So great. I had a similar experience too. the, except the guy next to me was that guy who, um, dressed <laughs> up mm -hmm. and, you know, got the commemorative cup that had 60 ounces of, you know, a four liter of Coke in it or something and all of this popcorn. And he was, and he was a little too shy to talk to me, mm -hmm. but, um, because we were there pretty early, just sitting in our seats. But but towards the end, he was kind of excited. And then during, I mean, you name a part that's somebody old coming back. Or like you said, the Millennium Falcon. Or there's Princess Leia. Or there's C-3PO that just pops into the shot going, oh, hello. Sarah. And R2, take the cover off R2. That was yes. another moment, yeah. And he kept going, yes, is everything I hoped for, Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where I was, I was enjoying him as much as I was enjoying what was on the screen. It was great, and then because he was so vocal, I felt just comfortable going woohoo, you know, myself. So <laughs> it's great. So Todd and I already have um, tickets to this one, the Last Jedi. We've yep. basically, I'm not a spoiler person, so I don't watch the trailer that breaks it down to try to figure out what's going on in this scene and what are these little, you know, yeah. gerbil looking things beside <laughs> I, Chewbacca. I just want to, I want to experience it. I, I hope the gerbil is not like a Jar Jar. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think it will be. I think they've learned their lesson. They mm. know, but I hope he's only in a few scenes. Yeah, maybe he's a pet. I yeah. don't know, like Chewbacca needs some sort of head <laughs> now that Han Solo, he needs like one, you know, a, a uh, pet that he, you know, what am I trying to say? A help animal or something? Yeah. <laughs> a, therapy. One of, a therapy dog. He needs a therapy gerbil. Chewbacca, now that Han Solo is gone. So your your first first thoughts on Last Jedi, when whenever you see the trailer or at the, you know, at the end of Force Awakens, we've got Rey coming up and she's mm -hmm. handing over the lightsaber to Luke Skywalker and he's grabbing it with his claw hand and mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. he is and the swell of the music and how do you feel this one's going to be? Oh, it's going to be great. Um, here's my thoughts. My initial thoughts are Kylo Ren 
I didn't like him in Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. He he didn't do it for me. He's trying to be Darth Vader. He's never going to be Darth Vader. I am hoping that they make him villainous in a way that is independent of Darth Vader, but yet just as um, villainous, just as bad. Mm. Uh, you know, there's there's all the like, who wait, who is uh, Luke Skywalker? He says he's never seen this in anyone else, and you know he's scared. And who is he scared? Is he talking to Ray or is he talking to Kylo Ren? I don't know. Are we going to find out if Ray is his daughter? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are some of the initial initial thoughts that I have about it. Okay, I feel exact opposite about Kylo Ren. Okay, because I think that's on purpose. He's trying to be Darth Vader, and he can't be Darth Vader. So that's what his internal struggle is, is I want to be this horrific person like my grandfather was, yet I'm never going to be. Because, okay. you know, the boy's got some light in him, for sure. But I think the reason why Kylo Ren isn't just so, oh, you don't like him, or you're not scared of him if you're a little kid, is because he is he is struggling with that. And I think that... I think that Luke Skywalker is talking to Ray when he says, I've never seen this before except for one time. And I think that one time was Kylo Ren. Oh. So he knows that she could easily turn in his brain. He's like, well, what if I train, 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 train her? And she turns to the dark side like he did. I'll never forgive myself. Could gotcha. be wrong, though. I also think that you're spot on when you say these three are going to be modeled after Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and Return yeah. of the Jedi. <clears throat> so in in some way the the dark side or the, mm -hmm. the bad the bad guys are gonna they're gonna prevail in this movie. That's kind of the, mm -hmm. the yeah. 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 And I think it's gonna be Ray going over to the dark side with Kylo Ren, but oh. it's gonna be um maybe she's trying to get in on that side to see what it's all about so she can stop it. I don't oh, know. You think that's going to be the okay? I don't right. know. I don't know. Is there a way that Ray can be Kylo Ren's brother, or no? Um. Yes, I think she is because we know that Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son, right? right. Yeah. I think that she is. I, I thought that after the um, Force Awakens, yeah. because the reason I think that is because when she hugged Leia, there was a knowing. They, their their eyes knew something that they mm -hmm. had not yet met in the movie, but yet they knew each other. So I'm like, okay, Leia knows that's her daughter. They played up the whole Han being a fatherly figure to her, even mm -hmm. though no, it was his daughter. So I think somehow that is Kylo's sister for sure. And do you think Leia's going to die in this one? I don't know how they're going to handle that. I think mm -hmm. they have to do away with her somehow, mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, I hope they don't decide to just CGI her the rest of Me the series. Me too. I know. I, surely they won't. I feel mm -hmm. like, though, that in that trailer, it looks as if Kylo Ren has a decision to make to shoot his mother's planet, maybe, or her ship or something. And it shows him, like, in the fighter jet, that, that thing that looks like an X. Yeah. And, um, like, it looks like he's getting teary, like, trying to decide to pull the trigger or not. Yeah. And maybe that's how they... That's how they do it. I think, however they... If they kill her, they're going to have to do it in a way that is um, honorable for her. Mm -hmm. It's going to probably be somewhat of a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, 
just because the critics are going to love it and whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So do you have any honorable mentions? So some of my honorable mentions, um, one of them that was just really weird is the shape of water. Oh, don't know that one. Well, there's probably a reason you don't know that one because <laughs> it's pretty, pretty creepy. <laughs> It, oh this, yeah, uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Is it is it scary? I don't know that it's scary, but uh-huh. it it kind of this woman falls in love with this creature that lives in water, and I, I don't know. It just it it looked Aquaman? a little weird. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I could fall in love with Aquaman <laughs> easy. Um, so that one looked good because it it looked like it was going to be uh again visually fun to watch but also intense and like she wants to set him free hmm. and kind of like, um, think of Tom Hanks and Madison in, um, splash. Oh yeah. Like way back. Oh yeah. But yeah, not, yeah. but not whimsical like that. Like this one looks like it's a little more like she falls in love with this creature that she shouldn't be in love with, but yet, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So, uh, the next one was, um, murder on the Orient express. Yeah. I expected that to be higher <sighs> on my list, but I know so many other ones and mm-hmm. I think it comes out this week mm-hmm. I'm excited about it I think we've talked about this I'm sure it's going to be good but that many stars and one, none of them are going to shine and so I don't know who's going to carry it the last time that many actors pulled it off was love actually it, you're so right though that is a whole lot of personalities yeah. to have to wrangle in but the story is is that it's not like they're shoving in a bunch of celebrities right. to do superfluous stuff. And that I, I just don't know. I'm that will be one that I will wait and hear if normal people say it was so good. Uh, the next one I have on my list is I Tanya about Tanya. Yeah. Like absolute train wreck. <laughs> Which is be- what it needs to be. Yay. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for it? <laughs> yes. It is. Oh, it's awfully funny. Like, it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, this is uh-huh. so sad, but it's uh-huh. just so good. <laughs> and I, I'm just floored that it's like a real act movie. It's not like on USA or yes. a made-for-TV <laughs> something. This is like in the theater where you buy a ticket and sit in the dark and watch yeah. it. And there again, that's something that, that we live through like yes. I remember that happening. So that's going to make it all the more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word. We'll say yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then the, the last one I think I'll mention is Roman J. Israel Esquire with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a low score on Rotten Tomatoes, which oh. I'm surprised by. Okay. Because Denzel doesn't do bad projects. He does So I would be really surprised if this is bad. Um, so it, the, the trailer looks good. It, it is not a, a typical role for him. Um, but it, it just, yeah, it looks good to me. Awesome. <laughs> Though the ones that I had on my list, ironically enough, um, American assassin was one of them. And I had no idea that it's already come out and gone. So that makes me sad because I'm, I'm all about that weird, the, the guy's girlfriend died by a terrorist and now he wants to go and, be yeah. all he can be to kill yeah. the terrorist, but you know you can't. It can't be personal. And Michael Keaton is in it, and you know how I love him. Yeah, and um, Taylor Kish, Kish is that how you say it from Friday Night Lights? Yeah. 
Oh, oh Riggins. Okay. Tim Riggins yeah. is in it, and uh, Michael Keaton and Dylan O'Brien, who okay. was in all of those Maze Runner. He was a Maze Runner guy. Okay. Anyway, all of that to say, I was really excited about it and was sad to see that it came out like at the end of summer. Whoopsie. But there's one called Wonder, which is based on the book, and it has um, yes, Julie Roberts mm-hmm, and Wilson Owen Wilson. And yep. that, I had read that book, and I think that's going to be a sweet little family film. And then one called... It looks like a fun version, it looks like a fun version of The Mask with Cher. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it looks like it's one that I would... I didn't enjoy The Mask. I don't know why. Maybe it was Cher. I don't know. But Wonder looks really good to me, too. Yes. And um, it was a, a huge book. Huge book among, among adults and children alike. So that should be pretty fun. And then the other one that I had was downsizing. And that's yeah. literally where they shrink people down to, to <laughs> tiny humans. And they have tiny little communities that live in it. So it's all about, you know, this one glass of water will last you an entire year because you're <laughs> one inch tall. And it's just sort of fascinating to me. But also I feel like it's not just about big people becoming small. Right. But it so there's some I think there's some sort of weird, odd business going on. You know, there's this other side story. But right. Matt Damon is in it. And um, it looks pretty interesting. Where theme? Kristen Wiig. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's Matt Damon and Kristen Wiig. But it's so weird because they're on the bus, like a regular size bus. And then there's this teeny tiny little compartment with like 50 little people in it who are also riding the bus. But you know, one inch tall riding the bus. And it's just the decision to, because you're, it costs you so much to live when you're this size versus when you're teeny sized. And they sit there and have the conversation of, well, we could be millionaires if we're one inch tall and we're struggling right now in this size. And so I think it, I think it's a a pretty cool idea of what that might be. I have no idea where where they're going to go with it, but yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to be kind of like Wally, where they kind of draw you in with the cute little rope, mm-hmm. but and then it's this message about you know global warming and right. the disaster that awaits. Um, I, I think this is going to have some of that in it, but I'm I'm sure I'll enjoy it anyway. It, it does look good. It does look good. Somebody <laughs> accidentally steps on the tiny little community, and whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I shouldn't say that. Anyway, um, I'm wondering why Bad's Mo- Bad Mom's Christmas wasn't on your list. <laughs> I, oh, wow. Yeah, I did not see regular Bad Mom. Um, <laughs> bad Mom on a normal day. I didn't see it. And you know, Daddy's Home 2 wasn't on your list either. Yeah, I actually, mm-hmm. I didn't see Daddy's Home, the Me first either. one. I, that's one that when I scroll around when I'm looking for a movie on Amazon, that's one that's like, I think I could, you know, that's worth three ninety nine. Right. I could watch right. that. <laughs> but you're not going to spend your heart, cold, hard cash on that in the movie theater. I get you. Nope. Not going to pay in advance and reserve a seat or anything for that. <laughs> Bad mom's Christmas. I can't even imagine. I don't want to, but you never no, know. I, who's in it? Who's in those movies? I don't even know. Kristen Bell. Oh, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's Ashton Kutcher's wife? Uh, Mila Kunis. K- Kun- okay. Is that how you yeah. Say her name? That's mm-hmm. those two are enough right there, actually. 
Good. I'm good. Tapping out. Tapping out. It's fine. <laughs> Don't waste brain power. He was a famous trumpet man from out Chicago way. He had a boogie style that no one else could play. He was the top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now. Army now. Thank y'all for listening. If you like what you heard, please give us a review on iTunes. Also, I'd love to connect on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. And don't forget to check out the Audible deal at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. The sponsor is offering a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. <laughs>